welcome to the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. I'm Mike Parsons, I'm the CEO of Qualitans, and we are going to talk about sprinting. And we're going to be talking about the agile software development cone, but it might actually feel like you're on a racetrack running around and you're a little out of breath. Uh, so the sprint, huh? This is, you know, usually it's a two to four week uh, development dash in an agile project. I think you're most likely to see, you know, at least 10 to 12 sprints in a full project, um, maybe more if the product is fairly significant in terms of scope. And uh, one of the things that really kind of sets up Scrum so well for anyone in business is that um, the Scrum methodology within Agile really time boxes the sprint. It can be in other forms that there is not this time boxing. You know, Kanban is, is the one that comes to mind there. But really... The sprint and time boxing is essential if there's a huge focus on delivering a project at a particular deadline. And so usually, as I said, two to four weeks. Uh, I quite like the two-week version. Uh, in fact, generally, you know, when I get to the back end of projects, we will uh, encourage our teams to actually push a release every week just to keep up the intensity of the sprint. So I'm a big fan of the two week. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go for four. Just there's too much time uh, for momentum loss. Uh, so I've got three ideas that I'm going to share with you about how to get the most out of doing a sprint. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into this because this simple technique creates a ton of value. It's sort of a hidden accelerator of teams. So let's get into the world of the agile sprint. So we talked about in the previous episode, the idea of the backlog. If this is a tool that measures something, what it is applied to is a traditionally a two-week sprint. Now, this fixed uh, length really matters because it just means there is nothing like a good deadline to get us moving. And uh, two weeks, I've universally found for years, is such a good basis for a sprint. And in in a sprint, you effectively agree as a team, like, hey, what are we going to deliver for the next two weeks? And then you go do it. And that's really at the heart of the sprint. And this is where you start to see the use of the backlog that we discussed in the previous episode. They come together, the backlog and the sprint. They're very fundamental concepts in Agile. We got two weeks, let's look at the backlog and work out what we should do. So you got this two-week period. How do you get the most out of it and how should it be organized? Well, I want you to imagine that if you looked at the two weeks, and let's just say we're starting on a Monday, that Monday should be about coming together and planning. And the very final second Friday, the last Friday of the sprint, should all be about reviewing what just happened. and. In between all of those other days, you're sprinting like crazy. So let's talk about each of these. And I want to give you a sense of just what I see time and time again, having worked on so many projects, there's the patterns are, are super, super clear. And you know, the funny thing, we're going to start with planning, but it, the planning and the reviewing is the bit that so quickly gets abandoned um, in teams that are not high performing. 
they're perceived as almost time wasters, but they're so, so damn important. So let's talk about planning. You want to plan your sprint. I would say we talked about the, the, the backlog brings you priorities. I think a key part of the sprint is to introduce a conversation about dependencies as well. If you're working on a software project, invariably you can have a couple of things going on. Maybe you're working on an Android or an iOS version of the same application. Uh, maybe you've got some microservices or web services or APIs running through your architecture. And if that's the case, there's a really uh, high degree of attention that needs to be placed on this idea of dependencies because you need certain web services in order to create certain functionalities inside of the application. And what happens where teams get lost is working on a priority without thinking about the dependencies. And so it's really important that when you do start planning your sprint, you need to work out the dependency you have on perhaps third-party systems or perhaps you need to build part A before you can generate part B or part C of your product. I see this quite often as well. And so the art to your planning is not only saying, hey, what are we going to do this sprint? But understanding the dependencies, because they tend to have the following effect. Oh, Joe Bloggs isn't going to have part B ready until Friday, but we want to start on part C, but we can't. So what do we do now? And this is the famous we're stuck because we're waiting for Joe Bloggs. So make sure if you do that good half-day planning uh, exercise at the start of your sprint, it will just go so much better because you've taken the time to think about what's going to be happening down the track. Now, we'll get to reviews in a second, but sprinting. Sprinting is just so damn important. Um, and I'm going to give you a build on best practice. You should be having a daily stand-up or a scrum uh, where you are having a short, brief and quite literally, it is often best practice to, to in fact, be standing up if you're in a room together because it'll go a lot quicker. Um, you do not, in a stand-up or a scrum, want to list an inventory of everything that's on your mind. You want to limit your conversation to, am I on track? What am I planning to do? And if you have a blocker, you should bring it up. And if you don't have a blocker, that's okay. It's good if you don't have a blocker. but this should be the cornerstone of every single day of the sprint, the daily stand-up. Now, if you're working on something that's tricky or one of your constraints, time, resources, or scope are under a lot of pressure, I strongly recommend that you guys get together at the end of the day to a three or a four o'clocker. This double touch uh, point uh, can sound a little bit... Uh, heavy duty, like another meeting, but sometimes that alignment is needed. And I have actually used that in projects. So it's essential. Don't skip your stand-ups or your scrums. Sometimes you may need to incorporate end-of-the-day check-ins and really allow as much time for deep work or collaboration throughout the sprint. And I think that the, there's a point here that it's not just about working in silos 
and uh, working on your stuff. The other thing here is you need to be working uh, in work sessions, in collaborative sessions. There's nothing better when a designer and a developer get together to work on a thing. They'll be much more aligned. It'll create efficiencies down the track. All right, so we've done planning. We've done sprinting. Reviewing. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, some of the um, – the things that we see in uh, more detail at the back of a, a sprint, um, we're going to talk about retrospectives in a following episode. So I don't want to get into too much detail here, but here's what I do want to say. When you review your work at the end of a sprint as a team, it should be open and collaborative and not judgmental. But it, there's an important tip here. You should be discussing not only what you did, but you also need to discuss how you did it. Interesting thing I learned on a current project is we had a whole really diverse team. Some had not worked together before. And in the sort of first quarter, first third of the project, one of the big insights uh, from uh, reviewing a sprint was we need to work better to understand different working styles. We had one or two night hours, one or two early bird kind of types. We had some who like to spend a whole day in the matrix, others who like to break it up with lots of uh, collaboration. My point here is don't just talk about what you delivered, but how you delivered it and, and emphasis on how we did it together. And, you know, you will uh, immediately in your sprint, once you've planned, done your sprinting and reviewed it, you'll have set yourself up for what comes next, which is another sprint. And that's the real beauty is that sprints should be iterative and consecutive and you should do a bunch close together and you want to roll from sprint to sprint and you just want to get better over time. You want to get more user stories complete. You want to close more issues. You just want to be an efficiency machine by the end of your project. And if you're not seeing those improvements, then you need to improve the planning or the sprinting or perhaps the reviewing. So there you have it, a big dive into the world of the sprint. And, you know, maybe I made it sound a little bit serious. It's actually a ton of fun as well. And uh, it's so good because you just see what you have built together as a team so quickly because it's usually just two weeks. So, it's quite inspiring as, as well. And I hope the planning and the sprinting and the reviewing tips I've given you will help you conduct better sprints in your team. And I hope that helps you get the most out of the Scrum methodology and Agile overall. So uh, that's it for our sprint episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to get anything more around Agile masterclasses or design thinking masterclasses, pop over to bottomup.io where you can get a whole bunch of masterclasses absolutely free and you can get into much more detail than we have here okay so that's it for the bottom up skills podcast we'll see you next time mm -hmm.